morning, everyone. What do you think is the most important thing in our life? To each and every person, what they cherish might be a little different. Our families, our career, social status, etc. Maybe the most important thing in our life is uh, our life itself, our life. Eh? Just like the words of Jesus, if you lose your soul, what good is it to gain the whole world? Even though we gain the whole world, if we lose our life, our life itself, it would be useless. But our life is... Uh, so much unpredictable, very fragile. Ralph lived for 90 years. My mother passed away at the age of 64. At the, when I was young, I thought she's very old, but she passed away at you know, young age. One of my best friends who was a Christian pastor, died at the age of 35. Let's do this breath exercise together. Would you take a deep breath? Inhale one more time. A little more. A little more. You can exhale a little more. More. We can in Excel take in the breath a couple of times, but we cannot continually inhale or exhale. What we eat will eventually come out of our body. Likewise, when you are born in this world, Someday, we have to live. Just like when we inhale, then we have to exhale. Passing or death is called in Korean, Doragada. Doragada literally means going back to the origin. Turning back what they have come. One day, when Jesus uh, traveled, uh, he was uh, by the well in order to drink uh, some water. One young lady was uh, there, and he asked for a cup of water. And he said, the water that you give, if people drink that water, they will be thirsty again. But the water that I give to you, if you drink that water, you will be never thirsty and you will live forever. What kind of that kind of water? If you drink that water, you will live forever. 
So today, let's uh, think about what is eternal life. First of all, how do you define yourself? How do you identify yourself? Many people think this body or my mind is me. I'm composed of my body and mind. Think about this body. It's composed of the four elements, fire, wood, air, earth. It comes together under a certain condition and it will disappear. Exactly after six years, our body is composed of billions of cells, but after six years, not any one single cell remained the same. Or what about our mind? Mind is just a concept for our thoughts, emotions, impulses, and all kinds of consciousness. Whether it is thoughts, emotions, anger, whatever thing, they arise and cease. It's constantly changing like the waves on the ocean. Whether it is our mind or our body, if they are constantly changing, we cannot identify our body or mind as our true self. Beyond those waves of our thoughts or this body, there is a ocean, the water itself, which is not changing. Waves are changing depending on causes and the conditions, but not the ocean or the water itself. Why do we chant Namo Amitabha? Namo means take a refuge in or pay homage to. Amitabha, Sanskrit, which literally means limitless light, and the life is that pure ocean of awareness, which is symbolized by that Ilwan Sang image, one circle. That's our true self. By chanting Namo Amitabha, we try to awaken our true nature. So at the beginning, Reverend Jian said, our Sunday services combined with, regular services combined with the deliverance service for the late life. What is a deliverance service? Deliverance is delivering our unawakened mind to the awakened state of mind. Buddha literally means that the awakened one. When you go to your some nearby Walmart, 
or CVS. You do not have to study for its location. But when you drive to some place which is located in unfamiliar area, you have to study the map or use a navigator first. One day, Chinese Zen master Mo Gua, Mo Gua, he practiced meditation usually on top of the branches of the big trees. One day, one Confucian scholar visited him in order to get a piece of advice. He was meditating on a bough of a big tree. He said, Master, why you are in that dangerous place? Then Master Moga said, I think you are in a far more dangerous place, which means as long as we do not know where we have come or where we are going or what we really are, I life is really in a very dangerous realm. It's very precarious. So, what are we supposed to prepare to attain eternal life? Life and death, externally, it means coming and going of this physical body. But truthfully speaking, Life and death is the arising and the ceasing of our thoughts. This body's coming and going is just an external manifestation of our mind, our thoughts. Our founding master said we need to prepare several things to solve the grave matter of life and death. In other words, uh, to control our thoughts or emotions uh, to live a happy and liberated life at this uh, present moment as well. The first thing is uh, the power of our mind, empowered or strengthened mind is what we need to prepare. Why it is uh, hard? to forgive others? Is it easy to break your habit? Or is that easy to let go of some bad memory? It doesn't have to be dramatic trauma. Somebody hurt you verbally, for example. I can lift this iPhone very easily. It's a light. And my muscle is strong enough. But the muscle in our mind is not strong. That's why we cannot control our thoughts. We cannot use our mind freely. Tomorrow, I have to take a bar exam. I have to study for five years. 
I decide my mind, well, I will not be anxious tomorrow. Does that work to you? Because of our weakened mind, we cannot use our mind or life very well. So when it comes to our body, the more we use, it becomes stronger and stronger. As for our mind, the more it is bring to power, that it becomes stronger and empowered. That's why we meditate. Yeah? meditate. And through the Dharma study, our mind should be nurtured. That's spiritual food. The second thing, we need to prepare to prepare for eternal life. And for this present moment as well, is a lot of blessings and merits. By blessings, I don't mean blessing in the Christian sense, the blessing that people received from God. By blessing, I mean the karmic consequences that we will get by using our words, body, and mind. They say, God is a fair God. We exactly, really, really exactly and precisely receive what we saw. The Bible says God is God who can count the number of our hairs. Some people are born healthy, smart. Some people have to encounter some good people, very easily accomplish what they want. Some people call it luck. He's a very lucky person but it is his blessings or merits that he created in the past. Buddha is not the person who attained the great enlightenment. In Asia, when they chant the morning ceremony, some verse, it says, Buddha, who is a bokjokjok, hejokjok. Bokjokjok means Buddha with a boundless blessing. Buddha with a boundless wisdom. So if uh, in your life uh, you think you encounter a lot of obstacles uh, internally and externally, your practice is important working with your mind. But as much as important is uh, to create a lot of blessings. How? By helping others and working more diligently for yourself. Helping others materially, physically, and mentally. These days, some people, because of the COVID-19 situation, you will have a lot of time or other resources we can turn those resources into the seed of blessings. Buddha is not, Buddha does not have a desire, but in order to create a lot of blessings, nobody is more greedier than me. That's what 
Buddha said. The last thing we are supposed to prepare to, for eternal life is uh, our pure thought, pure thought. My parents uh, went to Daegu, one Buddhist temple for their whole life. Daegu is one of the big city in Korea. And uh, Song Tawannim was at that time the head minister of uh, the Daegu temple when she was in her late 60s. Uh, the doctor diagnosed her case uh, as uh, some stomach cancer. Stage third, the third stage. When she was on the operation table, when she was uh, applied anesthetic, that she chanted the chanting phrase that we chant on Sunday service. The operation went for six hours. When she came out of the anesthesia, she unconsciously automatically chanted when she entered into an anesthetic state, she chanted the first two lines. When she came out of anesthesia, she automatically chanted the last third and the fourth line. I say this in order to tell our last thought, for example, when we die or when we go to sleep is directly linked to the first thought for our next life or when we get up in the early morning next day. Let's think if you are soccer prayer, if you don't practice hard, how can you expect to play soccer very well in the real game? In our daily life, we need to cultivate our spirit, especially at the last moment on the deathbed, in order to maintain a clear and pure thought. So our second head Dharma master said, the most important thing is for a person to exert utmost effort during everyday life to practice and accumulate merit towards his or her own deliverance. One day, one traveler was walking on the vast field. He saw one big element, which was a Drunken was chasing to him. He was very scared and he ran for his life. He approached to the edge of the cliff and he happened to find out that there is a very long vine and he hung on the vine himself to be free from that crazy, angry element. 
He attempted to jump on the ground, but below the vine, there was a very big old well. And there were four poisonous snakes at the bottom of the well. Hanging on that vine, he got exhausted. At the sunset, he saw two mice, two big rats, white and black rat, started gnawing the vine. So probably after 30 minutes, the vine would be cut and he fall into the well and he will be beaten to death by the snake. If he come towards the edge of the cliff, he may be hurt by the elephant. He was not sure what he's supposed to do. At that moment, he discovered a beehive, which is full of honey, in front of him, on the rock, below the edge of the cliff. Forgetting all those dangerous situations, he started to lick the honey. Buddha used this analogy to teach the destiny of humans. As long as we do not know where we have come or where we are going, we have not realized our true self, our human being's life or destiny is just like that person licking the honey. Honey symbolized the worldly pleasure. Running drunk, drunken elephant means our desire. Our life, our mind is chased by our desire. Two reds, white and black reds, symbolize the change of night and the day, the passing of time. So what are we supposed to do hanging on the vine? Let's ask to ourselves. As many spiritual teachers teach, the universe very properly guides us by the COVID-19 to think about what we really are and reset our life goal. So probably in this solitary environment, you will have much time than before to study the Dharma and the practice. So next month, I start to teach the continuing education, the Dharma, one Buddhism scripture. So on Thursday night, so you can take that class or you can join the online retreat at the end of April. Far more important is uh, your daily practice. Thank you. Mm -hmm.